This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, welcome to the show tonight with me, Hannah Wilson. Tonight we're going to be talking about earning outside of teaching. Um, There's the rise of teachers having side hustles um, to have an additional income and support themselves during this financial crisis. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. Hello to the show. Um, I've been doing quite a lot of research on this and I think it's quite interesting that um, as teachers we work incredibly hard as it is but we also feel the need to supplement our income to try and kind of help ourselves survive with the cost of living um, rising so drastically and I think a lot of people are like oh well teachers um, why did they strike they have plenty of income and I think um, it is interesting looking at the the facts of it in terms of how things are in today's um, teaching climate um, NASUWT teachers um, were polled and 89% of them were worried about their financial situation and one in 10 of its members are working a second or even a third job. Um, and I think that's really because of the things like the fact that real-time pay cuts of more than 20% since 2010, meaning that a typical teacher has lost almost 50000 pounds over the years and I think it is important that people understand that um like teaching shouldn't be an undervalued job it, we want professionals that are really good at what they do and it is a job that is constant and you are working really hard and you want the opportunity to be able to be the best at it and not have to worry about other things like um, cost of living expenses and how you're going to um, survive. Um, but I, I think I think actually probably it's a little bit more than one in ten now. I think certainly that would be perhaps like the typical whole other job, but certainly with things like on-time tutoring uh, making a rise since COVID, I do think there's a lot more um, jobs out there. It's also the things like um, marking and, and exam marking I think that's um, increased in popularity uh, me as an art teacher there's obviously moderation and going into other schools and moderating um, their work for the exam boards so I think there's a lot of that going around especially teachers that have been in the job a while that they'll use that kind of thing um, to subsidize their income and it's and it's hard as well as a school because the schools are losing um, 
money through cutbacks with the cost of electricity rising and, and not necessarily giving given the additional funding to be able to change that. Um, and uh, this was another one that said uh, from back in June, half the teachers said their school had already cut back on teaching assistance. And it just means that classroom support is getting less the resources for students are getting less the cutbacks are less but also students are after covid are having more needs having more mental health needs so it should we should be getting more funding not less from the government to kind of make our schools be where it needs to be and make sure that everyone's being fair paid it shouldn't be just teachers it should be teaching assistants SEN support and things like that like everybody should be um supported and that I think like we need to be adding more money into schools for them to thrive and be able to have those good teachers and make sure everybody is paid correctly in order to be able to fully invest in your job if you're having um to worry about other things as well it does make life um a bit more difficult um Certainly, uh, this was um, from a teacher tap that uh, back in 2018, 20% of teachers were spending more than £200 a month um, on uh, travel. And then that's now 31%. So uh, 31% of your wages in travel, especially myself, I live in a rural school, so I have quite a long way to travel. And that's that's a huge uh, increase in terms of kind of my wages going on on fuel that like compared to a few years ago and I think that that's granted it's not just teachers it goes across the board to everybody but um that that extra pinch is becoming more difficult and I think it is kind of thinking about kind of all those squeezes and how we're supporting them um some schools do offer uh the alternative kind of travel to work schemes where you can um go i'd recommend going and talking to your school about it and asking them that you can um they they can you basically invest in a bike and and they uh you get a tax deduction on it so you to get your uh, bike through that on a bike to work scheme something like that um so if you're maybe this has encouraged you to swap the wheels for a bike i know previously actually ironically before covid uh, my school was trying to do that and um all of our staff had a, a cycle competition where everyone was kind of looking their hours and they were um, trying to get a certain number of miles um, completed within the team. I unfortunately was a little bit too far and also have a child, so it was definitely too far to get him to school and get after school in time, let alone how out the uh, door on time. If you haven't listened to that one, listen to my previous podcast on uh, uh, being a teacher as a single parent. Um, but it is that idea that kind of, um there are alternatives if you if that's something that you are cost conscious that could be the thing that saves you the money that actually change and decide to to bike to work or change your transport um but definitely think sometimes you need to kind of prompt your school into thinking about these alternatives as well um but i know certainly for myself with my mortgage uh, renewal uh being at the end of the year um i've got that consciously in my mind that somehow my payments are going to go up by kind of 400 pounds a month and it's thinking about how much of an impact that's going to have on me and I already have some side hustles which I will talk about um shortly um but it is that idea that um kind of it is really having a pinch and and this is another teacher that they said um 
there was a group of teachers that were surveyed and it was it was based on kind of 2019 and and recently that but specifically for those people with children so for those with children only 20 percent now feel that they're comfortable with their um income and and being able to live comfortably compared to 31 in 2019 so that means one in three teachers with children were comfortable before now don't feel the same way um so it is that kind of just everything is kind of pushing in terms of of how much everything is costing and and things like childcare. Those first couple of years when you do have a child and and there isn't free childcare and uh, can be ex- really expensive and those costs are, are rising up and they could almost be the equivalent of a mortgage at some point uh, with the amount that childcare costs and it is it it does make it more difficult. It pushes you as to whether you want to be a a part time teacher um, or a full time. My technician, who is lovely, she's had been and had a baby, but uh, again, that childcare cost means that she just has, um, she does two and a half days, and then on the side, she's got a laser cutter at home, and she has her own laser cutting business and um, engraving business. So you can go and uh, scratch off. Um, and do your own personalized messages which are great i love looking at what she's doing what she's coming up to and actually it kind of brings an extra bit in for for dt in terms of the laser cutting that she's she's got all these things she, she tried out at home that we can actually um show our students and and show them kind of the things they could do if they wanted to go into business and things like that but it is interesting that kind of that work-life balance plays into it a little bit as well and certainly I'll be speaking later about kind of from the art perspective, there is a lot of us um, doing other things and selling things online. And I think that's maybe more natural to an art teacher than other teachers per se. Um, so thinking about the the different things that people spend um their money their their ways of getting extra money so obviously um there is kind of one-to-one or small small group tutoring um this is um i've I've got a list based on kind of the uh 12 months so last year so 2020 um two on teacher tap and these were some of the things that people suggested that they were um did as to earn extra money so this was uh, based on just under eight thousand teachers completing the teacher tap but 14 percent did one-to-one or small group tutoring so i i tutor outside of school i actually have a university student that i've i tutor uh, photography for her university so i do do that um ad hoc so sometimes she just needs um assignments explaining or camera settings explaining and and kind of things like that so um we'll have a we've actually become really good friends as she's a a mature student and so it's been it's been a lovely that was was a really pleasant experience for me doing that kind of thing and i know plenty of other people that tutor and i know that uh, people rate it as well i've got lots of friends that actually get other teachers that they know to tutor their children so um i know uh, a drama teacher that son is tutored by the maths teacher uh, which is quite nice so it's it's a nice way as well that you can support each other and and kind of have that opportunity um as well um there are lots more of these online sites they're really picking up in popularity now 
um, in terms of them. And they're, they're quite simple to use. You can sign up, you can write your blurb and you can select your times of the day and then students can select in. You can do in-person or in-line options and you can change the price. But they, they do take commission, those sites. So um, I think some of the more expensive ones take 25% of what you charge, whereas some others will be kind of 10, 15. So it depends kind of where you're looking at in terms of the sites. But obviously those specific sites are kind of generating people to the site um, and the more popular they are, the better they are um, in terms of that. Um, so it's it's interesting in that respect um seeing that i've i've had a little look at a few um of those recently considering knowing that uh, my mortgage is coming up um i was just looking at other options and plus i've been, i've really enjoyed doing the in-person tutoring with um my mature university students so i kind of wanted to see what else was out there and also from an art teacher's perspective i was like surely it's kind of limited I know that I I quite often go into schools with my national job and I help schools improve and I can very quickly see a student and I can pick a student up like quite in past I've had students be removed from other classes because they can't work and work at the side of my room and I've I've got them from a two to a five in eight weeks um and I know I can I can do it I know I can kind of give them the advice and and for me, I'm quite clever in the way I think and, and develop projects. So I can very quickly, with all my years of experience, kind of come up with quick wings that are going to um, really help those students improve quite rapidly. Um, but that's because it could be that maybe those students are at a school where some a staff member is off sick or they've maybe got an early careers teacher or maybe they just need that extra support within it but certainly kind of I think there is a even as an art teacher I definitely think even online tutoring I could certainly add value to a student's work and that's the thing I don't want to see tutoring as just purely oh I need it because I need the money I want to make sure that I do it properly and I'm adding value to that student and that student is going to have an impact and I can have a big impact as I don't want to just have a little one I want to kind of be doing well in terms of how I'm tutoring what I'm doing but it's quite interesting the online sites um, and kind of seeing how it works and obviously that sometimes people can post jobs and you can apply for them or you can um do them in that way so it's quite interesting looking at that so i'm gonna get edwina in hello can you hear hello me? can you hear me <laughs> okay. so so um, I know from past experience that you have uh, tutored and also you've used tutoring with your son. Well, well. actually, we're, we're like live working this out. My son is currently being tutored by an ex-colleague um, in maths because I can't help him with that. He's in year 11. And actually, they're, they're, they might be finishing soon. So you never know. We might be able to get a guest year 11 who I'm, I'm sure won't have very much to say, but actually is benefiting hugely from his his math tuition. Um, so yeah, I think the evidence is there, isn't it? I, I have done lots of tutoring and I see the value in paying for a tutor <laughs> for my son um, to help him with his GCSEs. I actually started that with the lockdowns. He had, his maths teacher was absent for quite a long time, they were vulnerable. And I was really worried about how he was gonna be able to cope because I didn't feel I could support him. So, yeah, so I definitely 
It's, um, I've only just been able to log on because I don't know if you can hear. I'm quite breathless. I've just had a workout. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I've done in terms of I was thinking about what I've done to earn money <laughs> over the years um, to top up being a single parent and teacher. And I've done like private tutoring, but I'm also an examiner. I've done examining for a long time, about 10 years, um, which is a nice, well, it's really good CPD, but it's a, a nice bit of holiday money. Um, and then I thought of the wild card. I did a bit of, we did a bit of family modeling for a while. Um, <laughs> and that it. was the most lucrative. <laughs> uh, I can honestly say that that was the easiest money I've ever made. Um, so that was, that was, did you say it was your whole family? Yeah, it was family modelling. Um, we were kind of contacted, um, and it was. Oh, it's really, it's really bad because when I compare it to how hard I work as an examiner, and how much. So, I, I, yeah, I can quantify actually. So, if you earn like, I think you earn about a thousand pounds. I'm never really sure for a month's work examining, maybe up to fifteen hundred. We earned that in one weekend family modelling, and all we had to do was just have loads of fun. I'm sure this isn't helpful in your podcast today, Hannah, but all we had to do was have fun for a weekend together um, at Holiday Park. And they just took photos of us, put us up in a hotel and then paid us £1,500. So... No, because that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. My, I may be biased, but I think my son is awfully cute and I have contemplated putting uh, <laughs> him into some child modelling. I think, I think um, the thing and, is... I think what it shows is the the difference between private and public sector pay and what you what you do and I'm sure it's not you know um I I'm sure you know it's not a complete rule but examining is I mean you know really my partner you know they've always like people have always said to me why are you bothering examining because tutoring is much more kind of financially worthwhile um but it really helps me all year with my CPD and my confidence. So, and I know that it's sort of finite. I always compare it to labor because it's like, it's really hard work for a certain amount of time. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I, it's done. <laughs> I was going to say, well, on the random fronts, like, um, ironically tonight I have actually rented my house out for a film so I'm in, in a room um I know I know the uh the guy who's filming it but he was like oh I'm looking for a house I need to kind of find a family home and I was like I have one but that's actually a thing you can actually rent your house out for a film so that's one of my crazy side hustles currently I, I think it is uh, like I think what first sort of started me thinking about this was m my sister and I both trained to be English teachers at the same time but I had children and she didn't um so I was kind of doing I wasn't sort of working full time for the whole time and, and she was kind of sort of progressing her career I guess sort of quicker than I was at the time and I remember her saying to me she 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 decided to do a, a massage course um to she was living in London at the time and she said for she'd worked out that for a kind of TLR like sort of second in department sort of TLR she for the same money she could do one massage a week um yes. I feel like this isn't really helpful for this podcast I feel like I'm being very inspiring um but I think what do I think I think it's it is it's about being creative isn't it and it's about kind of meeting your needs and, and I must say I 
the tutoring, the private tutoring that I've done over the years, I've really valued. Like I've loved it. I've built amazing relationships. I, I, I ended up tutoring basically an entire extended family, which ended up with a student in Massachusetts, which was interesting because I never taught in America before and I had to learn their exam board and everything. But, um, you know, you, you kind of, it is, it is a lovely experience, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of positive about it <laughs> um, because I can't not be because I always do it. But yeah, it's, it is a positive experience. Um, but I think it's really tricky with, like progression stuff isn't it because you, you almost I think I'm probably similar to you Hannah where when we started with progression we were doing it for for our kind of reasons that weren't to do with money because you can't have it to do with money because it's not worth the money <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> the thing you've got you've got to enjoy like it and you've got to add value if you're doing it because oh my gosh I need to survive then then you need to kind then there's of other ways like modeling <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like but if, if you're doing it and it's going to enhance you, because yeah. it and it's like that is it's looking at different, having students from different exam boards and having to kind of think outside the box and, yeah. and having that, also having that one-to-one almost safe space where they're going to go, I really didn't understand that. Or they're yeah. more kind of, so actually it can enhance your teaching in the classroom when you then got to teach it to 30, but actually you're just teaching it to one-on-one and you can kind of work through any issues that you've got. But also if you've got that bank of resources that you've already kind of, built up it's quite easy to then kind of help uh, and tutor them whereas if it's you're having to kind of put in loads of hours to do an hour it's it's not as worth it yeah yeah I think so and I think I mean the the students that I've the, the all the students that I've cheated have been at private schools and that was something that really opened my eyes to a, you know it's kind of when when we hear about these results that sort of you see happening a lot in the private sector the students that I was teaching had tutors in pretty much every subject, you know, so every evening, every weekend, they were kind of pretty chock with chocker with like all of their tutors. Yeah, because um, I can say my, my sister, her students go to private school and my nieces both have tutors. Yeah. Um, obviously, I tutor them in art, but for free because yeah. I'm amazing and a lovely auntie. But like, I know full well that they're, they've got different tutors in maths and science and, yeah. and stuff on the side. And, I think and I'm like, if you're paying that much for your education, surely yeah. you should need that. I mean, but I think there's a lot of pressure to keep up, isn't there? Well, and I th- there is. And also, I think, like for me, it's just the fact that I c- can come home and know that he is upstairs doing really useful work <laughs> which I think especially it takes that pressure off as a parent that it really does quality I mean, revision. Kind of <laughs> it was worth it just for that but um yeah I think you know we all know that there's there's sort of different reasons why private tutoring works but one of one to one is one but the other one is just literally the kids sitting down and doing really focus solid work for an hour in the evening because they they just wouldn't work that well I mean some I'm sure would but I'm not in that position with my son <laughs> um so I really like it's just peace of mind to be honest to know that he's doing that but they're definitely there's definitely a culture and and the other thing is is that lots of kind of middle class I suppose families are choosing tutors over private education and here they are you're live on Teacher Talk Radio and they're talking about tutoring uh, with Hannah Wilson. And I said we might be able to live listen to the benefits of tutoring. Do you, do you want a quick uh, interview, Hannah? 
Hi, Dylan. So, so as a student, how do you feel like tutoring has benefited you? Um, I think it's really uh, helped like my improvement in my maths, which is what my tutor helps me with. Do you feel like you would do the same amount of work if you didn't have a tutor? Uh, no, probably not. Helps with motivation and stuff. Do you find that like you're more open in kind of explaining the things that you're having difficulty with or talking to them perhaps more than you would your class teacher? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because, you know, one-to-one is a lot more helpful. I think he might charge us as a high, a side hustle for this interview. Do you want to speak to his tutor, Hannah? <laughs> oh, why not? I'm guessing that is Will. Yeah, I'm hoping he's not going to charge me for the extra. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> I might have to a little bit. <laughs> Hi, Will. I, we're just chatting about kind of tutoring as a side hustle. How have you kind of found it? What do you like about it? Um, it's nice just getting to know people and work with different people. How many do you do out of curiosity, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm only on one at the moment, actually. Um, I used to do up to about five a week. But... One's enough when you're tutoring, my son. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. But um, how did you manage that? Or did, was it like you, you were like, oh, OK, I need to... Because I think that is part of it, that it's, it can become quite addictive. Like, oh, I can just get that bit of money for that bit. But do you find it like, right, I'm going to do this number for this week and that's it? Yeah, so it kind of it built up really rapidly to a point where it was starting to get a little bit unmanageable um so i think that kind of time management is really key you've got to be organized you've got to work it all out like way in advance do you have like a real range of ages or is it pacific kind of gcse or a levels or is it do you find that there's more kind of age groups that reach out than others uh it tends to be people kind of in year 10 and year 11 that reach out the most um and that's generally where i've done most of my tutoring can you, if it's online and stuff, do you can you see like their gaps quite easily? Is it easy to kind of work out where you can kind of improve and kind of have, or do you find that you have to kind of like change a lot as you go through the session? Uh, it's much easier to do in person. Um, online requires a lot more planning. It requires uh, tutees to actually email you not half an hour before the tutor session. He, he has to work very off the cuff with them. He doesn't <laughs> plan uh, allow for much preparation because <laughs> i think that's it isn't it it's, it's a two-way street so you're going to get the kids going to get as much out of it as you they'll put in but i suppose it's also one of those that once they start seeing the benefits that you'll it gets easier and they put more effort in yeah definitely i mean it does help when you have hyper organized people that email you like a good week in advance but it's not too bad working off the cuff <laughs> i think i think uh, i'm gonna have to go hannah but it's been lovely chatting. No, that was great. Thank you very much for joining us and giving us your opinion on tutoring and the side hustle that is. That was great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. So that was the side hustle of kind of tutoring and the, the pros and cons of kind of tutoring. And I think it is that thing of like, if you look on those online sessions, then it is kind of looking at um, how um, you kind of manage it can you have do you have the hours to commit to it because you don't want it to affect kind of your own job at the end of the day so you want to manage it well and make sure you don't kind of almost get overwhelmed by the money and also if you aren't start earning lots of money you do have to declare it as well and then pay tax on that so you've got to think about the uh, implications of that you don't want to suddenly forget to do it and then not declare it and then uh, later on in the day then uh, end up with a hefty tax bill so you need to think about all of that and 
be responsible and consider those aspects of it as well. Um, the other part that actually Edwina mentioned was marking and testing exam papers. Now, according to this teacher tap, 12% of people kind of said that they do that. And I know um, from previously from speaking to her that she, like she was saying about how it's it's a very much a CPD thing as well for her. So, so marking exam papers is not something that you're going to get loads of money from. It's, it's great in the fact that you do get paid for it, but it's very very intense and it's like um you get assigned a certain amount of papers you mark those papers and send them back and then um if you don't get them done in time they go into a pot and then it's called what i like to call the gold rush so then they release those papers and you can mark as many as you want as quick as you want and and you'll get paid per paper and it's kind of this idea that then like kind of everybody bounds in and and kind of does all these papers so it's quite interesting in that respect but I do agree in terms of uh, I don't mark papers but I moderate so I go into other schools I look at all their coursework and exam I mark it I check that their marks are in line with my marks and if they're not they go down or they go up obviously there's training involved uh, for my set to look at that but um, also just going around other schools and seeing what they're doing and the different ways they're doing is constantly kind of giving me ideas and constantly developing me um as a person so it's quite interesting in that respect um i believe jess have you just popped on hello <laughs> hello um so i earlier was talking about the art teacher i think we are the queens of the side hustle in the fact that quite often people make and, and design things and paint things um, and sell them on the side. I know in my department, both my teachers actually only work four days a week and they have one day a week for their craft. And they religiously kind of rotate round all of the um, craft shows. Um, and they're specifically very busy at Christmas and things. And they they sell the things that they make. So one of them does felting, another one does um, painting. Um, and it's really interesting to hear kind of them chat like during the week about different shows that they're doing. One even does her own workshops outside of school. Um, but Jess, you do something different on the side. I do. I haven't done it in a while, um, but mine is based in events. So I'm a zero hour contract glitter artist for a Norfolk and Suffolk local glitter bar. Um, and it's a really cool side job. I absolutely love it. So as an art teacher, um i get to be really creative with glitter <laughs> which we badly <laughs> i mean that sounds thinking. like every like little girl's dream just getting to mess around with glitter and glue exactly that and we ban it well we ban it in our school and um get to go to all these really fun events it's not sad they're not awkward i come in i go to different weddings i've seen different venues i get to meet really interesting people and host different conversations and I just get to, some people will be like, I want, I've done a Starry Night um, inspired bald head. Amazing. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, and then some people will be like, just little bits. And then you get to, you get to paint and it's just a really nice, creative, happy outlet. And Emily, who owns the company is so lovely. She's mum herself and she runs it around her little boy. So it's a really flexible do as you please, say yes to the events you want, and she tries to keep it within your area so you're not travelling too far. 
I think that's the thing as well as a teacher like it's good that if, if you can get something that is flexible and it's also that idea that the benefits of being a teacher is that we do have lots of holiday I know everyone kind of bangs on about how lucky we are but actually a lot of us will have little side hustles. we'll actually use those holidays to to do these extra jobs I mean back in the day um I used to be a beach lifeguard and one of the guys that I worked with um after I left and became a teacher he he trained to be a teacher and he actually went back and beach lifeguarded in the summers on the beach uh for two or three years uh, over his first couple of years of teaching um so I can't imagine kind of teaching all year and then granted beach lifeguarding is if you're going to have a summer job it's a good job but he sat on the beach every day for five days a week kind of when he hit yeah. the summer so um it's like the holidays do make it especially I imagine your ones quite often like Christmas and New Year and and kind of birthdays in the summer it'll be quite uh, popular as I say that's why I haven't done it in a while we've had a bit of a dry spout um but then wedding season will pick up again and hen do season picks up again and big birthdays like big birthdays kind of happen all year but it's the weddings that really um really bring in the the traffic I mean you being a lifeguard's amazing because I know we've gone to the beach several times it's just such a nice environment it doesn't feel like work and this is like the glitter bar it just does not feel like I get it's just so much fun and it's very sociable so it's like a nice little yeah side hustle I think that's, that's the thing if you if you can find something that you're interested in and it actually kind of it doesn't feel like work then it feels like okay to do it doesn't feel um so much like doing those like I know um on here we've got um kind of paid for afternoon evenings or weekends activity clubs I suppose again that's kind of if it's a natural thing for you to do then it it kind of is something to do I know for me personally when we had COVID we had the catch-up funding now I always have done after school clubs and I always did like a day catch-up in the holidays for prepping for exams but but during COVID I got paid for that like the evenings that I would normally stay behind and do art club I got paid and also I got more kids in that I wouldn't normally get because I really pushed it and I called parents I was like they need to come to this after school whereas normally I'd be like it's after school and only the good kids would come and like kind of and those holidays like the days I put on in the holidays I put a lot more effort into it and I got a lot more kids to come but I would have done that anyway but it was quite nice and kind of almost I got a little bit used to it for a couple of years getting paid to do that for the things that I would normally do but you're you're quite I imagine you'd be quite similar do you like offer after school or lunch times and stuff but you're giving that up for free so yeah I I run uh so we're very fortunate that we have over an hour for lunch just because we've got such a big population um and <clears throat> I normally give up half the lunch just so I can get some lunch and then give up half lunch every day for students to come by and then I stay on late I normally stay on for about four and a half hours on a Thursday which is almost another school day which is unpaid but I do it because our borders um they have to do prep like a certain amount of prep each night so I open it up so they can come over and use the facilities which I don't mind doing because we normally put some 90s R&B on and I <laughs> do like more one-to-one support with them and I can actually teach like more advanced skills so it's kind of like beneficial like for me like I actually can get some like higher level teaching and they're like to a good standard and it helps the kids out because they're getting that attention and they're pushing their work forward a bit but yeah it's not paid it's just yeah they're the bits that are that I enjoy those so I don't mind doing them because I have they're the bits where I will go utterly crazy and it would be I'll run with an idea because we've got the time and the space and I'm not like neglecting the rest of the cast doing something crazy with one child like I've done stuff where I put up full 
kind of ceiling to floor paper and then got kids dancing in flower and paint for photography shoots but I would I'd never be able to do that in a normal classroom so sometimes you kind of had a need to do it but um it was quite nice when that was kind of being valued as kind of things and you didn't begrudge it not that I don't think I'd begrudge it now but certainly I did I was more willing to give up that time when I didn't have children now this year for me I'm like oh I don't know whether I'm going to give up those days in the Easter holidays because that means I've got to get childcare, and that makes it a little bit more difficult um but certainly I didn't begrudge giving up time in my holidays or evenings as much when <laughs> I got paid for it I'm not gonna lie Oh yeah, and I think like when you get like that just extra of income that you're not expecting, that becomes. So I don't know about you, but for me, that was like my little pin money. And I know like in the holidays, especially the longer ones, it's hard to keep little ones entertained. And my salary on a monthly basis will cover what I need it to cover. But on holidays, little kids cost more. It seems because they seem to have larger stomachs, and they want to do more so when I pick up jobs I tend to pick them around like certain points of the year so like birthdays or if I know I'm going away I'll pick up the jobs there and then so then that money come becomes the treat money and it's like it's okay I've made that money we can do those nice things they don't miss out yes yeah, I'm the same so I'm um if it like especially during the summer kind of Easter onwards that if I if I know especially in the holidays I will do a car boot or I will make sure I sell enough on like a Facebook marketplace or any of those kind of things or eBay or something um to be able to like right I'm like then I'm like, that's my budget what I've made extra that's what we can do on days out and activities so it's kind of it is that kind of subsidizing like for the holidays and and stuff it's kind of thinking about that like how to kind of weigh up those things and it is it, like I know we get all these lovely holidays but when it hits the holidays holidays are expensive like it's suddenly going anywhere going abroad it's it, all you have to do is a look at a certain uh, holiday destination uh, near here in the forest um, to see when the holiday dates are because suddenly the rates triple and it's and it is that kind of it, it does make it a bit more difficult because you want to do the things you want your kids to experience things that other families do but then how do you afford that when it, it suddenly astronomically goes up well no you're absolutely right or you have to book it like years in advance and still have to put money aside each month just so that you can get there so it is not it is nice to have the option to do a little bit and i i feel lucky that it's not a I think as well, when you get stuck into that, you have to be there at this time. You, you end up resenting it a little bit because you're like, oh, I could really do with that day off because I want to do X, Y and Z. I don't want to do it. But because it's flexible, it's like, oh, I chose to do this. I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah, and, and I think it's that as well. And then you meet lovely people and you have lovely relationships and it ends up being um, a complete positive um, so thanks for that. Thanks. I, I love the glitter bar as a as a side hustle. We're getting some good ones tonight. I'm just going to run the news and hear what's going on in the teacher world today. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides, and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. This is Teachers Talk Radio. And this 
is Teachers Talk Radio News. STV reports that a council in Scotland could become the first to open schools for four days per week. According to the report, West Dunbartonshire Council is currently considering the proposals alongside a range of other measures as part of a bid to plug a £15 million funding gap. Currently, primary schools in the county are open to pupils from 9am to 3pm each day, with secondary schools running an asymmetric week with seven periods on Mondays and Tuesdays and six periods daily Wednesday to Friday. The new proposals would see primaries open Monday to Thursday with hours of 8.30am to 3.45pm and secondary schools running an eight-period day Monday to Thursday, beginning at 8.20am and ending at 4.10pm. The plans were shared with parents and are for the 2023-24 to 24 academic year. The other proposals being considered for education across the council are a reduction in the number of learning assistants, a review of grants for uniform, removal of breakfast clubs in primary schools and swimming lessons for pupils in primary four. Western Bartonshire Council says the plans would have no impact on teaching time or teacher numbers, but that savings would be made in for transport and energy usage. It does acknowledge that the proposals may impact upon childcare arrangements for parents and that consideration must be given to support vulnerable children. Plans for fifth day provision for those children is being explored. The plans are likely to find favour with unions as during June 2022's AGM for Education Institute Scotland, delegates backed a motion calling for a move to a four-day week, stating that it could improve the standard of teacher well-being. There is some concern, however, on the possible impact of the sort of move on those with non-teaching roles in schools. The Council will consider proposals during a meeting on March 1st, 2023, before any further steps to consultation can be taken. The Channel Island of Guernsey has released the finding of its latest young people survey. The results seem to indicate that vaping in schools is on the rise and that there has been an increase in bullying reports amongst children in year 8 and year 10. In better news, 40% of pupils surveyed believe their school now takes bullying seriously, a significant increase in the 26% figure from 2019. There has also been a significant uplift in the numbers of young people who cycle or walk to school, from 26% in the 2016 survey to 40% in 2022. Year 6 pupils walk or cycle the most. In terms of health, 40% of those surveyed admitted to trying vaping, although usage was down at only 15%. More Year 10 girls vape than Year 10 boys. The survey is completed every three years. Finally, Sir David Attenborough has praised Sunderland University's decision to join BAFTA's Albert Education Partnership to teach students the importance of creating sustainable content. Students on Sunderland's MA Media Production Programme will benefit from teaching on topics such as the science of climate change, the environmental impact of the film and TV industries, sustainable production practices and creating content with strategic environmental purpose. Sir David said that saving the planet is now a communications challenge. Whilst Gary Stubbs, leader of the MA programme at Sunderland, said the university's film and TV department is set to take green issues to task. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm asking a question that you don't dare to ask. There are some things in life that you're desperate to know, but just can't find the right person to ask. And when you try to search for it, incognito, of course, the answer still eludes you. Whether you're returning from, are on, or have already completed your half-term break, you can count on me to address the tech issues that face us in our classroom. Today, I ask, what is that bloody big hole in my desk for? You know, the round one that's too big for a cup holder, and if I poke any wires through it, the second I unplug and change rooms, they tie themselves into an array of knots that a master sailor would be proud of. If you're driving or operating heavy machinery, pull over, I've found out what it's for, and found a use for it. It's called a desk grommet and it is for wires but it's for wires when you're not hot desking and you're staying at the same desk with the same equipment. Some clever companies have come up with some solutions that you may want to get your school to invest in. The most basic is a flexible rubber desk grommet. This simply shoves into the hole and has a star-shaped rubber grip. Pull wires through it and they won't slip back through. I found a pack of three for seven pounds. Bargain. Invest in a bit more, you can get a kit to make it a USB charging station. Now that will be rather more useful for bouncing from lesson to lesson. The cheapest I could find was around 20 pounds. Using the search term desk grommet cable management, I found for 27 pounds a grommet with a standard UK plug socket, two USB charging ports, and an RJ45. For the non-geek, an RJ45 is the ethernet cable socket you plug your computer into to get the internet using a wire. This goes to show there's a tech solution Solution for everything. Do you have a tech question that you're afraid to ask? Why not send it to TT Radio Official? I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. So um, I've got some more facts here. So 40% of teachers in their 20s have admitted to having other earnings versus only 29% of teachers in their 50s. Um, now, again, I'm, I'm kind of from the art perspective. So uh, and my mum was a primary and art teacher um, and she would do people's curtains on the side. She's done alterations on wedding dresses and bridesmaid dresses and, and things like that. So I do think there are some older people that will still do it, but I think it's very much dependent on your subject and what you want to do um, at the time. Um, and I think in terms of the younger th- younger working people who have side hustles, I mean, on the Teach Tap, we've got um, 1% said working in hospitality, G- pubs we've got one percent on babysitting and I think they're perhaps um more likely to be if, if, if I didn't have kids I would I would be able to do those I know that when I was earlier in my career I did definitely uh, work in a pub um one summer when um around the early stages of, of teaching um 
The other aspects of it is selling educational resources, lesson plans, writing educational articles or books, or if you want to become a Teach Talk radio host, uh, pop over to the website and have a look at their hosting packs. Uh, There is um, some payment towards equipment uh, there as well. So I'm not saying that you get paid files, but I absolutely adoring it and it's really lovely and it's really fun and it's something else to do. Um, So there's lots of different things that you can get involved in terms of education um but it is definitely interesting i've never personally like sold my resources but i definitely think they they, they i could if i wanted to um it's certainly something that i'm more thinking of now later on with the fact that things are getting tighter that maybe that's something that i should consider because i know my resources are good and easy to follow i, I wrote them at a point where i had lots of cover teachers covering long term absence so i wanted to make sure that they were resources that were able to be followed by anybody so but I'm also kind of a bit like sharing is caring and I want everyone to do well. I'm quite happy to give anybody my resources that wants them. But I'm also like my resources are very good and very thorough. Actually, maybe I'll be doing a favour if I'm putting them in a more uh, place that where people can see them. And if they wanted to throw a couple of quid, that would be quite useful. Uh, running teacher CPD courses, uh, that was 2%. Sorry, the selling educational resources, 3% of people did that. Um, and kind of two percent on running teacher cpds i have i have been asked to do cpds um and and go into other schools and and look at those and things but i haven't um, specifically done it yet but i have got some coming up um and same as running um other educational related paid work is four percent so and again i think that kind of perhaps that was like that looking at that covid a lot of people either took that as an opportunity where they would perhaps be more more inclined to give up their free time and do those after schools or their holiday intervention if, if they were getting paid for it like maybe that's actually something we need to uh, look back into at a later date in terms of funding uh, for schools but um there are lots of things so um this this one specifically looks at different subjects so nearly one in three art and design teachers earn extra money outside teaching and I think again that's looking at that kind of uh, I think it benefits the art teacher because if you are doing your own craft and you're more involved in it, you you're, can not only show the students where they can go and how you can be an artist, but it, it's also keeping your own craft and keeping your love for it, which is, is great. And um, I've been to other art teachers' exhibitions and stuff, and, it, and it's great to see their work and the variation that they do and how they still go on courses and learn things, and but they're able to kind of benefit from it. And sometimes it's like, for art teachers, it's perhaps more of a like, if I sell some of this, then I can buy some more paints. And it's kind of that cycle as opposed to being enough to kind of live off. Apparently around a quarter of PE teachers um, do stuff outside of school and also that music teachers frequently pay in bands or session musics in recording studios. So again, uh, I know our old uh, music teacher was paying in bands at weekends at various uh, places and would always tell us where he was going and we'd love to go and watch him. It was never thought like, oh God, that guy's got a second job. It was always like, oh, he's playing his music. We get to go see what he's capable of. It was lovely to be a part of that and see that. Um, and I think uh, that goes to say, uh, as well as like kind of uh, computing teachers or graphic teachers do often, quite often do freelance website um, and marketing commissions. I remember quite early on in my uh, art teacher days, I worked with a graphics teacher and they quite often did logo designs and website designs and 
on the side that was quite um, normal for them. And quite often, sometimes they even got uh, asked by the school to design certain graphics and get paid for that. So um, it can even come internally in that respect. Um, and PE teachers quite often get cash from uh, refereeing and sports coaching on the side. And again, I know quite a few PE teachers and they uh, coach other, other local sides outside of school, not necessarily just their school side so but also they're going to benefit from that they're going to uh, know more students they're going to uh, have more experience they're going to know what's going on and perhaps some of their students actually play on those kind of uh, county side so it's interesting from that respect um, and seeing it um, that said in this article it also says that they found a science teacher who was a referee and a guitar playing geography teacher so we shouldn't be speculating that this specifically goes into certain um genres that you as an art teacher you can only be uh selling art on the side you could you could secretly be in a band and be doing things as well um i do like the idea we had a school band briefly um at one point and i quite like the idea of them having a secret gig all together at a weekend would be quite quite good fun um so there's there's lots of different things that people can do i think it is becoming more popular uh, with the cost of living rising and it is that but it is kind of one of those things that I do think it needs to be something that you enjoy and it's not going to take away uh, from your teaching and it's not going to um, hinder and kind of add more pressure and stress because we've already got a really stressful pressurized job and and it should be something that you can still take away uh, and enjoy from it and I think that's the important thing is that you're still learning from it whether it be a case of you're doing that tutoring and you're having that kind of connection where you can kind of really see yourself having those results and those positive impacts on kind of a one-to-one basis um or whether it be a case that you're doing examining and marking papers and you're actually really getting that cpd where you're looking at everything kind of from an example perspective and actually going to be able to take that back and take that back to your department and to your classroom and really benefit your kids even though that for that month and a half is going to be quite a lot of hard work but in long term it's going to benefit you and help you in terms of your career progression and developing yourself as a teacher so that's the benefit to that but also it could be that you kind of want to share your good practice through either um, talking to other people or writing a book or um, kind of sharing your resources and selling your resources like again they're all if you're passionate about what you do then that should become easy to you as opposed to be like I must write this I must write this you, you want it to be something that kind of benefits you and is is natural and those other things like sometimes we we do those things I've even gosh I found like I've got so many side hustles in this um but I've I've with my photography uh tutee that I tutor she got asked to photograph a young farmer's ball um and asked whether I'd come along and assist her because she was a bit nervous to do it by herself and I went along and I had an amazing time we did all the ball pictures um for that and and uh had this amazing setup and we kind of printed the photos off there and then and they came and collected them at the end of the night and it it was great fun it was also quite interesting directing a lot of drunk farmers quite similar to uh wangling a class of year 11s but it was just different to kind of try something and do something um and it's kind of is that thing of it's it's 
I think your side hustles has to be for your treats, for your for your holidays, for for your extra costs if you've got children in the holidays of how much those are going to cost. I think it, when you start relying on it, that that's and it becomes something that you have to do rather than something that you want to do is where you have to kind of think about those um, borders and things and obviously be responsible as well and declare everything and make sure you're paying the appropriate tax and things on things. But you can find out plenty about those easily um, online um but for me i think it is that kind of aspect of of is it something that's uh you're enjoying are you uh coaching at the weekend are you doing are you in a band playing in a bar are you doing something that you love and that's why you're giving up that time because it it adds value to your life and also happens to kind of cover the costs I think I think that's why people do these kind of things they don't kind of give up hours on a weekend to referee or to to play in a bar because um that's how they expect to make their living it's it's kind of covers the cost of the activity and I think that's the other side of it that you can kind of look to it um that like if same as like as an art teacher wanted to sell your art yes there's the benefit of hopefully you will sell stuff but you've got all the equipment and the framing costs and the rental of the place and the commission costs that you've got to pay and and you've got to consider that and actually maybe it's just just for the love of it and actually it kind of all bends well together and it kind of covers the cost and it does it all together quite nicely um I I would be intrigued to know um kind of in terms of uh which subjects are more likely to do these side hustles and maybe I'll have to do another show at a later date I know certainly looking at some of the research that I've done that maths and science are definitely the highest and most likely to uh tutor and actually art is the lowest so I'm going to look more into that and see a bit more about it um and again, P is very, very low and, and humanities is actually low, which I was quite surprised at. Um, whereas uh, kind of languages and English kind of sat in the middle, uh, which is kind of where I'd expect. But again, I think languages has got you can either kind of find your tutor uh, and kind of do that. Or there are lots of, kind of apps and things that can help you with that. So I think that even if necessarily it wasn't tutoring, there's lots of other areas that can go into it. But I certainly think tutoring is on the rise. Um, I've also looked into the fact that actually a lot of people are, are doing it full time now and actually leaving kind of the education and, and that's how they're doing it. Or there's a, a rise in the people that are kind of semi-retiring and just doing a bit of tutoring on the side and and kind of doing it that way. Um, so I think it's a case of kind of working out what you're going to want to do or um, I know even I'm going quite drastic, but even my mum, when she was starting to retire from teaching, she had an allotment and loved it. And she would sell her veg and her chutneys and her her eggs and stuff as well. So I think it's doing something that you love, but also or it needs to give you and have a byproduct that you that's for something you love whether it's to save up for something that you've always wanted or to treat yourself to a nice holiday or something like that but um just make sure that it doesn't take away from the the teaching itself but definitely a side hustle apparently we've decided uh modeling is the 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 way um um and i've i've even i've even um been suggested that maybe I should be an extra in a movie so that's what I'm going to aim for in the summer is to go do that for for a laugh but also if you get paid on the side why not um so I think um yeah so loads of kind of 
future models I hope are listening you you can do it modeling can be for anybody they need they need like kind of everyday scenarios and I think that's the thing as teachers we maybe maybe we're prone to be great models because we're really good at presenting and standing up in front of people every day um who knows um but yes I hope you've enjoyed today's show uh do have a look at our sponsors John Cat and have a visit to their website and see have a look at their amazing um books and also you can pop along to Teach Talk Radio and listen back to any of my shows um last a couple of weeks ago we did um Uh, being a single parent and a teacher there's a great one on teaching with my family um so do or teaching with dyslexia was also one of um the ones I've done recently which was really good fun to chat about so uh do pop back and have a look at those and I hope to see you soon you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.